You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the King of All Kings Podcast. Street Vibes. Hosted by Kenny Caraway and Jason Jones. Jay Street Vibes in the house. Man. Jason Jones, Kenny Caraway. And welcome back to the both of us. Because we were going for, like, it was three shows for us. Because it was Thanksgiving. So we didn't have Wednesday before Thanksgiving. Then I was out of commission all week. Just had a little baby girl. So I was out all week. I'm back and appreciate it thank you very much thank you very much and uh you know i mean nothing's really changed jason kings is still one of the best teams in basketball ain't nothing changed you know if you're expecting them to fall off the face of the earth that's not happening they're 13 and 8 or no 13 and 9 you know the fifth spot in the west they out here jason what you what you want what you want me to say they out here I can't say a whole lot. I ain't gonna lie. You know, I don't have any a whole lot bad to say about them. You know, like I said, I'm always gonna nitpick at defense because that's me. But I can't they really nitpick at that. Yeah, I can't even nitpick at that. So <laughs> I'm I'm gonna shut up this week. I have, I've got, I've got nothing. You know, you know, De'Aaron hasn't had some of the same monster games, but then his boy from Kentucky, Malik Monk, coming out here, some like version of like. Jamal Crawford on offense and like Michael Cooper on defense off the bench. Cooper. I'm like, who is this guy? All I've ever heard is Malik can't play defense. He out here facilitating, you know. I'm like, what is the you know, what do we got here? It, it's 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 nuts. It's nuts. He's balling right now. And we're we're gonna we're gonna get into Malik, but I wanna I wanna ask you a couple things and we're here on the on the stream and I don't know. My my camera is all out of focus, and it's there. We go. I'm back. There you go. Uh, don't mind me. Like I said, we're podding out here. Don't mind me. This, this ain't gonna be like a conventional podcast that you hear. Like I said, where it's just step by step, brick by. We talking. We having a conversation here. Me and my man Jason Jones. Um, but uh, we're gonna talk about Malik. But I want to ask you because Damien asked me this question on uh, Delon KC. I think last week. Are you? Are you surprised with where the Kings are at? Like, are you surprised that they're 13 and nine in the fifth spot? Are you surprised or did you see this coming like this? I'm surprised. I mean, I'm not so wrapped up in the record and the, the, the spot so much the stage of the year, but for them to be relatively consistent as they've been to be four games above 500, I mean, that puts them in five right now. We don't know where that, you know, but the West is real jumbled, mm-hmm. obviously. You know, they could lose three in a row and all of a sudden they're nine, but that's not the case right now. And you just look at the standings and you look at the fact that if I would have told you going in, they'd be ahead of the Warriors at this stage, Dallas, 
and Portland and the Clippers and the Lakers and Minnesota. Mm. I wouldn't have bet on that. Mm. I mean, I definitely wouldn't have gone thinking that. I mean, I thought maybe Minnesota might have some struggles because I don't think anyone outside of Minnesota saw this whole go bear cat thing working well. (laughs) (laughs) You know, but I mean, even with all that said, I mean, you look at where they are. You know, they're, they've played better at home. And to me, more importantly, they're a 500 team away from home. Mm. And mm. if you're going to be a playoff team, you got to be around 500 on the road. Right. You got to, you know, go on these three, four game trips. Can't come back on one four. Remember last year when Tristan Thompson had that whole rant about. Oh, yeah. The I, classic Tristan Thompson mixtape where he broke it down. And we like this. Man, this is what the Kings needed. This yeah, he was, he was like, yeah, he's like, the Spurs ain't trying to win. We lost to them. <laughs> he like, this team over here, they got some players, but they're not trying to win. They want a top five pick. You lose to them. And he just broke down, like, this is why you're not, we're not a playoff team because we went on this road trip against three shitty teams and look what we did. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever, however many games that was. And now you're starting to see, even the last trip they went on, they go one and two. To me, yeah. That's like still, you still, that's still better than 0 3. You still got mm-hmm. the one I think you had to have on that trip. You know, you go down to LA, you know, you, you know, you, you'd be a beat down on the Clippers. So they're getting some, I, I like that they're getting road wins. And this, this mm-hmm. is not a team where you say, okay, if they can't play it, they can't pl- play you at home. They're, they're you know, the, the, the game, the style of play is traveling. It's not just a, you know, you we see teams play their style that are great at home and they doesn't travel. Right. Their style is traveling. But but look, Jay, I'll even take it. I'll take it in another direction. Everything you said is spot on and I agree with it, but I'll take it in another direction. Okay. They won eight of their last nine home games. And you've covered this team for a long time, but, you know, specifically in, in recent memory, mm-hmm. bro, they couldn't win at home. I, right. I understand what you're saying with the road, but how, but the road should be like the last thing. You know, going 500 or even being a halfway decent team on the road, you should be able, at the very least, to say, "Hey, let's win what the majority of our home games, and then see what we could do on the road." They couldn't even win at home for a long time, and I remember last year, Alvin Gentry was like pissed off at that. He's like, "Yo, you're at home. Like, how are we getting smacked? How are we, you know, so far below 500 at home?" And the fact that they've been able to turn that around. This year, eight of their last nine games at, at home, they, they're eight and one in their last nine games at home and have seemed to establish confidence and a home court advantage here in Sacramento. To me, that that says a lot for how they started the season, the way that they finally established something at the Golden One Center. And then they lose their first three home games, too. Yeah, yeah, they did. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, yeah, that's yeah, I mean, for years, you thought about the Kings. If you're if you're a team traveling. The Kings were going to be your get-right game. You'd be like, mm-hmm. you know what? We got to go through L.A. We got to see the Clippers, the Lakers, the Warriors, maybe Portland on this trip, maybe Utah. Oh, we got Sacramento? Okay. Mm-hmm. That'll be a W. Or, man, I've been struggling the last couple of games. Oh, Sacramento coming up? I'm going to go ahead and get my money. I'm going to get right against the Kings. Yeah. There go my plump <laughs> And you know what, Jay? The crazy thing is it hasn't always been like that. That doesn't mean the Kings have always been good. But even when they was in the in the royal blue and whites, mm-hmm. people knew like, man, all right, Sacramento's gonna be crazy. Like they're they're fifteen games under five hundred. But if we have to go to Arco, you know, we ain't for a fight. And it wasn't even like that lately. Like it hadn't been like that for years. Like in the last yeah. five 
six years. And that was the frustrating thing about it. The teams would feel exactly how you felt coming into Sacramento, whether they won or not. They used to at least be like, hey, man, you know, we got to bring it because they're going to be ready to go at home. And that wasn't even the case before. So I'm yeah. glad they switched that up. It was sad just because that for years the players had this kind of weird conception that a team coming in would be an easy win. And it's like, no, what the hell is wrong with y'all? Y'all the easy win. Mm. <laughs> no one's looking at you. How dare you look at an opponent like, oh, we got this. Mm. You you on pace for 30 wins this season. <laughs> and you got the nerve to look at a team and be like, oh, we got this one. We overlooked them. No, you what? You know, <laughs> you know, I just think there's a there's definitely a new level of maturity overall, you know, and having talent helps, you know, but I think there's definitely a different sense of you know, we can always just go back to this. They got a beam now. They put they put it in it, you know. They all want to see the beam, and they, they can't see the beam when they're driving away from you know golden one if they don't win. And they're and the thing is, top of that, they're giving fans a reason to be excited. Hmm. I mean, last season, man, I wanted to go buy Alvin Gentry a bottle of whatever he drank hmm. and be like, here, man, I'm sorry. Uh, he would get him some. Yak. Yeah. I was like, I'm not talking Debo and Kittle. I'm talking about that yak. I was like, I said, you might need some cheap stuff. I mean, this team might not even be worth no good stuff. You might need some in the Mad Dog 2020. You might need something really. <laughs> you, 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 you might need some Thunderbird just because this team ain't worth wasting good liquor over. I mean, because how many times did Alvin say, I've never seen anything like this? I'm like, Alvin, we've seen this plenty. This ain't even the worst. Yeah. <laughs> Alvin. <laughs> Said that like five games into his tenure. <laughs> yeah, Alvin was like the game too. Oh God, I can't understand what this is. I've never seen this. I'm like, oh, it, trust me, it'll get better. I mean, it'll get better as in worse. Alvin been and, in the league seventy seven years talking about. I, I ain't never seen nothing like this. I mean, I'm like, they gonna make my. They gonna, I said my poor man Alvin over here just struggling. He like, I didn't been everywhere. I I I, I he coached under Donald Sterling and Robert Sarver. <laughs> And my man here going, I ain't never seen nothing like this. <laughs> He's like, what is this? Who goes to Boston and just gets down by 50-something? <laughs> Damn. Damn. I used to pray I hated it. Too. Yeah. I mean, like I said, but I don't think Mike Brown's going to have those issues this year. I mean, no. there, there might be some bad games, but there's not going to be the games where you just say, my God, like, why are you guys in the league? You know, what is yeah. it? Yeah. You know, to, to kind of answer the question that I posed to you, I'm not I'm not surprised with the record. I thought the Kings were gonna be good this year. I'm not surprised with the 13 and 9 record overall. Mm-hmm. I am surprised with how they got up off the deck after how the season started. You know, yeah. starting one four, uh, like you mentioned, losing their first three games at home. And for them to go on that type of run that we hadn't seen in years here in Sacramento to win seven straight, to lose three straight and stop at three and get right back to winning another three. That's something that, you know, has kind of surprised me. And, Jay, the way they're playing the game of basketball, this is a top five offense in the game. You know, this guy, these guys are out here, Jay Triano and, and, and Jordy Fernandez, they've got this offense cooking to the point where there are sometimes, I'm not saying it's all the time, but there are sometimes when, Good defense, defensive teams are leading 
leaving these guys wide open because they just they their heads are spinning, you know. Yeah. And and I didn't I didn't see that I didn't see that coming. I thought they'd be a solid team, thirteen and nine, maybe a game or two above or below five hundred. Not really surprised by that. But the way this season has played out, that's that's something that's kind of caught my eye and and, and kind of made me sit up in my chair. And know a big key to that is having multiple guys who can create. Mm-hmm. Guys who can create off the bounce and do different things. One thing this team has had a lack of in years is playmakers. That it'd be if De'Aaron ain't making the play, you got a bunch of guys standing there who can't dribble. It's going to be one, two, kick it into the stands. Now you add some guys, you, you add a, you know, a Malik Monk who we'll talk about later. You add some other, you know, you got a Davion Mitchell. Yeah. You know, Sabonis can create, you know, I think her, you know, Herter's not just a spot up guy. He can move around. You've got, you know, Keegan, you, you, you got pieces you can move around and do different things. Terrence Davis can create yeah. for you. Yeah. And, you know, it's not, it's not all on De'Aaron. And so that makes him tougher to defend because anyone who gets the rock can do something with it as opposed to, okay, we'll let that guy get the ball. And if he dribbles, we're fine with it. Or, if you move that guy off his spot, he can't do anything with it. Or that guy can only stand in one spot and not do anything else. I mean, you, you know, the pick and roll is so much more dynamic than it was before. But, you know, when you got a guy like Sabonis in it. Yeah. I mean, there's yeah. a lot to like about what they're doing on offense right now. For sure, man. One of the one of the guys that um, brings a lot to the table and who we really like is Malik Monk. We're going to take a quick break, and I want to talk a little bit more about my guy, Malik Monk. Is uh like I said, we do we doing it like the JBP man. Ain't no intro, outro, ain't no introduction. We taking a break and then we'll be right back. <laughs> hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, I lied. Back here on J Street Vibes with Jason yeah. Jones, Kenny Carraway. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I mean, you know, what, 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 what are we doing? We championing and campaigning back there. You, you got, you got a cup somewhere. What's up, man? I think uh, on the first episode you had a cup. I mean, I got a cup over here, but it's just water. Oh, okay. I, I, I was sipping on I something last night. No. I'm trying to be a little coherent tonight. You know, I don't want to get on here and you know start saying things and be like, oh, did I say that last night? Oh, my hey, bad. Man. No, J Street Vibes, aka Drink Chaps out here, you know, it's it's all good. It's all good. That's what we do. We do a little champagne in the campaign and talking basketball. Um, before the break, though, we talked about uh some of the playmakers that this team has compared to in years past. And uh we started to to name some names, but I gotta be honest with you, Jay. The number one 
playmaker outside of Sabonis and Fox this year has been none other than my main man, Malik Monk. You can attest to this. I've been saying Kings need to go get Malik Monk since he was on the board and they were on the clock at number 10 and they decided to trade the pick away for Justin Jackson and my main man, Harry Giles. I like Harry Giles. That's my guy. I mean, I don't have no problem with Justin Jackson, but Harry, that's my boy, man. I'm still not okay that it didn't work out with Harry. But Malik was right there. The Kentucky, the Kentucky connection was right there. And I said, yo, go get that man and pair him up with Fox. They didn't do they, it. We spent they six years. Got him. They could have got Donovan at that spot. But, hey, we digress. Six years, six years in the wilderness. But he's finally in Sacramento where he always belonged. And Jason is balling. The man is balling. You saw every – I've seen him a lot just because I liked this game for a long time. So I saw him in Charlotte and with the Lakers. But you saw pretty much every game he played last year with the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Is this the norm for him, or is he showing you another level to his game that a lot of people hadn't seen coming into this season? I mean, this playmaking is a different thing. I mean, Malik had some big games with the Lakers last year, and he was one of them things where I said, he's playing so well, they're not going to keep him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Remember the Lakers signed Malik Monk, and he basically was almost like a throwaway guy. Like, no one, no one would touch him. Mm-hmm. And I feel like he got probably an unfair bad rap in Charlotte. Mm-hmm. And just never, it never got any traction out there. And Lakers pick him up kind of as a, hey, we just need some bodies and get him on a minimum deal. And he balled out for the Lakers. I mean, I was hoping that, some, you know, I remember he wrote this, they had this whole story. He's talking about, you know, I'll take less to stay. As soon as the guy says, I'll take less to stay, I'm like, he's gone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, he won't be back. And sure enough, he ends up headed up north. And you just look at his numbers from last, you know, the points per game aren't that much different. I mean, he was at 13.8 last season, which was a career high with the Lakers. Now you put him at 14.7. The big jump is the assist. 2.9 mm-hmm. last season, 4.3 this season. I mean, mm-hmm. that, you know, career high pace for free throw percentage, you know, and you look at the just the minutes played, he played – he's playing less minutes per game in sack, but the scoring is about the same and the assists are up. Mm. So, it's I mean – Like you mentioned, the playmaking is, is crazy for him. Like, I I, I, I obviously have loved him since I've seen him in Kentucky. Mm. I knew he was a bucket. You know, I knew he had unbelievable athleticism. But the way he sets up for his teammates and his vision – I mean, let's call it what it is, his vision out there on the court. He's not – looked at as a playmaker or a point guard, I should say, but he's got the vision of a point guard out there. Like he, he sees guys, he finds guys and delivers the rock to him. And that pass he made to Fox the other day, that kind of like mm-hmm. wrap around back at an angle for a three. Mm-hmm. That That's, that's next level vision. That's knowing the offense. That's knowing where your guys are supposed to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's, I mean, he's going to be in the six man of the year race. Hmm. Especially as long as the king, he's he's going to be in that race, and it's going to be it's legitimate, and it, it'll be deserved if he keeps this up. I mean, he's been a better defender than I think anyone would have thought, because all we ever heard about Malik was that he didn't play defense. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes it's more so there could be there could be several reasons why a guy gets that rap, and sometimes it's not even a fair rap because a guy gets labeled a bad defender early in his career and can never shake that, yeah. no matter what he does, but. I mean, yeah, this, this, like I said, as a Laker fan, I shed a thug tear when I watched Malik go for 20 and 30. 
you know, but, you know, my only solace is that they found their Malik this year in Lonnie Walker, who they'll probably lose next season. Uh, <laughs> and, and, like AD, and AD has decided to channel his inner shack lately. Oh, my you know. gosh. His mind, he lost yeah, his mind. So that that gave me a little bit of solace. But I like I liked Malik Monk won the Lakers games last season. I know they didn't win a lot, but Malik when they did when Malik played well, man, a lot and of he, And and the other thing about him um, that I feel like you maybe saw a little bit in LA. Uh, you talked about how you know in Charlotte, you know, he got a bad rap and you know just didn't really work out. But I feel like I you you saw him mature a little bit with the Lakers mm-hmm. and this year he's in full force. Like he's, yeah. we, we talked about this on the show. He's a leader for this team. He's a leader. They take on his personality from time to time. They take on his confidence. There's been a couple of different occasions where, you know, they lose a tough game. They lost a tough game at the Warriors where Herter gets fouled, no call at the end of the game and they blew a lead. And, and Malik was the, the main one to come up to the podium and say, man, we right there. No, 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 we ain't this. We ain't sweating. We right there. And then you got another situation um, after they lost three in a row. And he's like, I'm not going to let us, you know, fold. I'm not going to let us, uh, you know, take a step backward. We work too hard. And God damn it, they they didn't fold. Before, they were right there. And they went on to win seven straight. And he just kind of, he's showing a lot of leadership skills that I didn't know that he had. But, you know, to your point, He's in a he's in a different spot. Like you you know this. You've covered the league for a long time. Sometimes it's not necessarily about talent or what you can do. It's about where you're at and in the the position that you're in. And does it allow you to flourish? Is it is it a good mix with you know teammates or coaches? And he seems to have found a home with Mike Brown and his boy De'Aaron Fox and the way they play and they let him be Malik. Seems to have found a home here in Sacramento. Fans love him. Like they, the fans love Malik Monk right now. It is a love fest. Yeah, Laker fans love him too. And I think coming out of what he was around last season, he saw probably some examples of uh, when when leadership isn't all the way engaged. And I think he probably learned some things from that Laker situation. I mean, you probably pick up some things being around LeBron, but that situation last year was chaos a mm. lot. And I'm pretty sure he said, okay, Take what I he probably took some things from that in terms of how to be a better leader. I mean, people forget what is he 23 24? Yeah, I yeah. mean, uh, the way the news cycle goes now, we start hearing about these elite guys when they're like 13 14, right? So by the time they get to the league, it feels like they're 24, like he's 19. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he he's 19. About like a lot of yeah. these guys, Pierre and Malik, we've seen them for so long, it feels like they're close to 30. Yeah, early 20. (laughs) Yeah. And and so I think, you know, a lot of times in the way the league is now, the way contracts are set up, you got to make a decision on a guy after year three or four. Mm -hmm. A guy's not fully who he's going to be. He may not be a superstar, but he's got a niche in the league. And I think one thing last season did for Malink was it gave him a chance to show that he does belong in the league. I I mean, it's crazy to me the Lakers got him so cheap. Mm Mm-hmm. But, you know, a, a lottery pick who basically a lot of people just kind of felt like he was done, which is crazy. Yeah. And a lot of times it is fit. And his last two stops, he's found his fit. Yeah. And he's he's got a great fit now. The role the Kings use him in is just perfect. Like I said, his, his you know, his minutes are down from last season, but his shots and everything are about the same. Mm-hmm. And, they're, you know, sometimes it, um, 
when you get labeled as being a scorer, maybe your coach doesn't trust you to handle the ball and, you know, and facilitate. It's clear in this offense there's trust, and he's allowed to be more than just a scorer. Mm-hmm. And he's and I think he, I think he's he's done great. He's doing great in that role. Yeah, no, absolutely. And you talk about um, trying to look it up here as we're talking, and you talk about you know the 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 deal that the um, Lakers were able to get him on. I think the Kings deal. I want to I want to be specific here. They got him for I think two years, eighteen million. Or yeah, pretty like much the mid level, I believe. Yeah, pretty two much a mid level deal. So he's making nine million dollars a year, you know, and the impact that he's having with this team, um, it's it's worth way more than that, you know, than than the nine million dollars a year. You know, the crazy thing about it was, once again, I'm a, I'm a Malik Monk stand. I've been I've been riding with this guy since I can vouch for that. Kentucky. I can um, vouch for that. When he when he signed with the Kings, I was you know happy about it, but I was like ah. Oh, I can see how this is going to go. I know he's going to ball out. And at the end of the second year, there's going to be all these questions of can they keep him? And why didn't they sign him to a three-year deal and not a two-year deal? Or it's early. We're not even at the end of the first year, but we're, we're trending that way. But you know what? The thing about it, you listen to Malik talk and you, you hear, I hear him in different interviews and things of that nature. And it seems like this is, Sacramento's his type of vibe, right? Like he's not, He's not an L.A. guy or New York. Like, if he has to go there, he'll be fine. But he said a number of different times, I'm a country boy, man. I'm from Arkansas. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm good with how things are. You match that with the fact that if this team is good, uh, he says he loves, you know, the energy of the fans. This boy, De'Aaron Fox, is locked up for a couple of years. I, I'm, I'm talking right now. I know I'm probably talking reckless and way, way too early. I think Malik Monk's going to be here for a while. I think he'll be here for a while. Yeah, unless somebody jump in and offer him twenty something million a year, I mean, well, I mean, we got to hear some books coming off. We got to hear some Barnes coming off the books. It could happen still, you know. And the cap goes up. up. Ain't that what they always? Yeah. <laughs> they all, don't worry about it. The the, the, the cap's going to go up. And I'm a firm believer in that teams will figure out a way to keep players they want to keep. Mm. You know, if you want to keep a guy, you'll figure out a way. You know, and then at that point, if the Kings are you know a playoff team and they're winning consistently. You may not mind being in that luxury tax. If everything I know, Vivek Ranadive has no problem going into the tax for a good team. Mm-hmm. And like you said, country guys, country boys like Sacramento. Brad Miller, DeMarcus, guys from the country, like, this is pretty cool, you know? It's like, it's not where I'm from, but it's like, it's faster than where I'm from, but it's not too, you know? Yeah. And yeah. I think, and, I, and I've always said, too, about even the whole destination deal and where guys want to be and who, you know, will a guy stay in Sacramento? I always say guys will stay what they have a chance to win. Mm-hmm. If they're comfortable, they have a chance to win. You know, you talk about guys moving around. Usually you talk about your impact guys, you know, your superstars. But most guys are going to stay where they have a chance to win mm-hmm. if given if given the choice. And so if the Kings are playing well, guys are going to want to stay. And then you won't be that team that guys get their last paycheck on the way out to to retirement, which the Kings were notorious for. Well, you know what? The other thing about it, too, and I've said this a number of different times. I mean, you know, look, I'm I'm born and raised in Sacramento, lived in the Bay Area, lived in L.A. You know, I've got a taste of it all. I love all three of those places. But I've said a number of different times. The hardest part for the majority of these guys 
is getting them to Sacramento. Because once they get here, a lot of these guys are like, damn, it's cool here. Like, I like it. And you've got guys that stay forever. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, once they're there, like, I had a perception of it when, you know, I'm flying in and out of town from, as an opposing uh, player. And, you know, just the, the thought of Sacramento, like, I don't want to go there. Then I get here and, you know, it's like, damn, all right, it is actually pretty cool. Like, I can stay here for a while. Yeah, I think the change to the new arena helped. I mean, you fly somebody in and you take them to Arco. It's like, really? Yeah, I'm going to be here for a minute. I'm out. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, they never were able to build that Fridays they were supposed to build in the Tillman. <laughs> they talked about it for, for about seven years and it never yeah, got If we just get this around. Fridays cracking, I'm telling you, <laughs> take a free agent. And the cool thing, his true story, when James Johnson was traded to Sacramento, you know where I met up for him in, at Hooters? <laughs> the one over at the whole area where Walmart. And the yeah. And he ordered a, a platter of Daytona wings and we talked over wings. And I was like, yeah, you know, in L.A., we might have been in somewhere, you know, a little fancy restaurant. You know, yeah. we might have been in Beverly Hills. You get the sack. Want to meet it. We meet at Hooters. <laughs> and so, mm-hmm. yeah, it's I, I think. And like I said, I really do believe a lot of the, you know, like I said, right now I'm at, I'm on location, so to speak, in Bakersfield, California. And in Bakersfield, that's a place. From, I if I got traded to Bakersfield, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you get traded here. I think you you're playing in the G League. So, <laughs> but you know, it's you know, is it, is it is it a spot where you say, yeah, I would love to be there for sure. No, but you get there and you're like, you know what? It ain't as bad as I thought it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Sacramento's the same way. The Sacramento has an NBA team. They don't have that out here, but you know. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think I once you get you Bakersfield Roadrunners. I can't talk because they beat my basketball. They beat Cal a couple of times. Or I can't who has it now. Pretty much. It's like, you know, dang, who has who doesn't get a turn, you know? Shoot. <laughs> I'm like I, I someone hit me about they're doing this story about who would win between Cal and Louisville, and they needed my prediction immediately because, well, Cal has a winnable game against Eastern Washington. I'm like, this is Cal. I don't have no winnable game. Oh. You know, I was thinking when you first said that, I was like, what the hell kind of question is that? But Louisville is, like, really terrible this year, aren't they? Aren't they yeah, they're, 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 both, they're, both, they're both 0-8. Oh, no, Cal's 0-9. <laughs> and the other day when they played Arizona, I misread the score and got excited. I was like, 88-81? I'm like, oh, that's a 68. My bad. <laughs> I was like, they beat Arizona. Let me shut. I'm like, let me hit Luke Walton and talk. Uh <laughs> I can't say a well, word right now. Well, that is an improvement, though. Hey, what did you say? 8168? It's not, I mean, it's not really an improvement considering this is the same team that like trailed Southern almost all night and had to rally to make it close against UC Davis and has now been swept <laughs> the last two years by UC San Diego. I mean, the UC system is kicking the ass of Cal. You know, you know, can't even play UCLA yet. Well, look, here's the bad thing about it, though, or one thing you can hang your hat on, and we're going to take a break and come right back after this. I saw today that Oregon State lost to Portland State twice this year already. How does that happen? How have they played them twice already? I don't know. But, I mean, you look look around, you know, I think uh, Grambling beat Colorado. Mm. uh, Cal lost to Southern and everyone else. Maybe, maybe, maybe USC and UCLA—they're they, right to get out the Pac-12 because. Did, who did who did uh, USC? Then they schedule a, a, a kind of a 
cakewalk game to start the season and they lost. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me. You know, outside of Arizona, I can't think of a great Pac-12 team right now. I haven't, I haven't really followed it because when Cal is this bad, I just go ahead and be like, we can't even go to the transfer portal for Cal. Anybody transferring to Cal? Like, they're like, you know, I had this, I had this uh, idea because I got, you know, jealous during like Thanksgiving, during feast week. And I see all these places with like college basketball tournaments. I was like, yo, Sacramento needs, Oh man, get together, get a, get a, a college basketball tournament together, get, you know, some of these best teams on the, on the West coast or California in general, mm-hmm. make sure you don't have the ones that make sure they're all in different conferences. Cause nobody wants to play conference games. Upon right. But Sac state, uh, Fullerton, Long Beach, you know, take your choice out of one of the Fullertons of Long Beach or something. Take a choice between Fresno State, uh, San Diego State, and the Mountain West. Take a choice between UOP and, and St. Mary's and all this other stuff. And then people were like, well, get Cal and Stanford in there. And I said, no, they're not going to join in there, mainly because they would lose. <laughs> and then I mean, team trying to lose to uh, a WCC team. They're not playing. I mean, at this point, there's really any shame in Cal at this point. I mean, it'd just be good to get out there and get a good run in because they're just, you know, I have my homies a scout. He was like, I thought I was going to tell you they were struggling. He's like, no, this is a pretty bad team. <laughs> he was like, I'm, he's like, this, he's like, it's worse in person. Uh, he was like, yeah, never mind. He was like, I was trying to give you a pep talk about, yeah, it's not that bad. He was like, no, I'm, I can't lie to you. It's awful. Well, this isn't, this isn't, uh, what telegraph street vibes here. This is Jay street. Vibes. Should have hired my man, Dennis Gates. <laughs> no, they don't listen to me. They, they need to listen to the professor. You are a they professor. Don't, they don't listen to me. Yeah. Yeah. Don't listen to me. Oh well, yeah. Let's move on before I start crying. But, this is a very but, sad but, topic. Uh, uh, to to the moral of the story um, here is shout out to Malik Monk. He's balling. Keep doing what you're doing, Malik. Keep yeah. doing. Don't leave doing. Sacramento, Malik. Even though it's not due to leave anytime soon. Right. They're not, campaigning now, Malik. Please don't leave. Please hey, don't Ma- leave. Malik, I'll mow your lawn. <laughs> <laughs> we have to pull out the the Malou gimmicks. Get, I'll mow your lawn. Put it on a billboard. <laughs> wow, that that would be epic. Only for them to hit the Lakers to get cast base and resign them. And I missed it here, guys. I love LA. Oh man, but yeah, man, we gonna take a quick break. Come back. Uh, we'll talk about the first game of this six game road trip. The six game road trip from hell on the way for the Sacramento Kings as they take on the Bucks on Wednesday. It's Kenny Carraway, Jason Jones, J Street Vibes. We'll be right back. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Yeah, yeah, we back here. We podding. You know what it is. J Street Mm -hmm. Vibes. Kenny Carraway. Jason Jones. And um, the Sacramento Kings are about to embark on pretty tough six game road trip pretty tough six game road trip it starts on wednesday night in milwaukee in pfizer form i think that's the only arena that i've heard people say 
nah, that might be the best one in the league. Like the people who've been in the Golden One Center, and you know, people try to throw Chase in there. Chase is at airport, and it's not a, it's not an arena. But I hear people say, nah, Pfizer form is Pfizer's nice. I've been there. I've been to all of them. So, I mean, it all depends on what vibe you want, really. What vibe does, does that one give off? I mean, it's a, it's a cool thing. I mean, because I mean, it's Milwaukee, and I mean, it's a it's a nice building. I've never but been to Milwaukee before. I, I, I Milwaukee, you know, we out there in Milwaukee. We are, know, but I would love to be in Chicago or something like that. I'm trying to be out there when it ain't cold. I ain't never had a nice warm day in Milwaukee. <laughs> the the Kings always get set to Milwaukee right about now. Like, if there's snow on the ground. Let's get to Milwaukee. Well, yeah, so yeah, the, the tough thing about it is, um, for the Kings at least, is they're not going to miss uh, Chris Middleton as he came back on Friday, um, and he's back in the fold. Giannis mm-hmm. will probably play after getting a he got a rest day against somebody after that Lakers game. They, they didn't play him, but I'm sure he'll be back on Wednesday. And the Bucks are right there. You know, they're they're mm-hmm. right there at the top of the Eastern Conference. Um, one of the best teams in basketball once again, and. It's a tough way to start the road trip. It's tough to play them at any point in time, but mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, you know, a lot of people are kind of, um, you know, uh, the fans at least are, you know, intimidated by this six game and, oh, let's just make it through or whatever. Hey, man, this is a good barometer. That's the way I look at it. Let's, and I think that's the way the team should look at it. Let's see, let's test ourselves against some of the top teams in this season and see where we're at, you know, and then, and use this as a barometer. Hell, this could be a launching pad to really build their confidence if they were to, you know, not you go four and two or nothing, but say you, you you beat the Bucks and maybe you lose to Philly and another, but you beat Toronto and you can say, hey man, we we're up there with the best in the league, like, you know, we could play with anybody. Use this as a as a barometer and, and, and a good test to see where you're at, as opposed to dreading it, dreading the road trip like people have done in the past. And I think was it Phil Jackson always said you always tell if a team was going to be good how they handle a long road trip. Mm-hmm. Can they be focused and about their business, or do they start buying into excuses? This is a long trip. We got to, you know they have what they got a three and four night stretch on the trip. You know mm-hmm. it's like oh my god, you know and they got they got you look at part of this trip they got what four and six. Mm-hmm. You know so it's like you know do you buy into that? Do you let that? Do you let that affect you? And I think it's a good test for them. I mean, just kind of how they handle it, how they play. And there's no better way to get started than with a title contender. You know, Drew Holiday going to be looking to put De'Aaron Fox in hell. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and anybody else he sees, because Drew can pretty much guard almost any position if you need him to. You know, you got, you know, Giannis is his own unique, you know, I don't even know what you call Giannis sometimes. Yeah, it's, it's a blindfold and a cigarette with, with Giannis. Yeah, just, yeah, like I said. My thing is, outside of what AD just did to them the other night, many folks ain't giving it to them like that in the paint. I mean, but then again, like I said, AD has swallowed a, you know, Space Jam pill and become, you know, light-skinned, unibrow shack. Right. But- yeah, and, and even and even with AD killing like that, Giannis still had, like, what do you have, like, 42 that game? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, they just happened to have this other dude named LeBron who had a good game, too. But, right. you know, this is a... Like I said, you said you get Middleton back. You know, Chris won't be on that. I just got back my first game vibe. Mm-hmm. He might have his legs under him a little bit. It'll be a hell of a challenge. I think they should they should embrace all of this. It's because mm-hmm. at this point, they shouldn't be intimidated by anyone. Right. They may not be the favorite, 
but they shouldn't walk in going, damn, I hope we just keep it close. Like, damn. I mean, and like I said, you know, do you have an answer for Giannis? No, but nobody has an answer for Giannis. Right. You know, so you go out there and you play your game and, you, you know, you know, let, let things fall how they're going to fall. You know, and, you know, so. You, you said it. You said it. And one of the things that, uh, you know, we see from from this Kings team this year is they're confident. You know, they're not intimidated. I said it a couple of times on the on the show. They don't blink. You know, you go up against a, a Bucks team or, you know, back when um, they were looking like a team that was an Eastern Conference championship contender. I don't look at them that way right now. But you talk about Miami. They went into Miami. They didn't blink. They're ready to go. They went into Golden State on two different occasions. They didn't blink. They were like, we're here to play. We're here to do what we do. I expect nothing less against Milwaukee. I think they're going to come with it. I think they're going to be ready to play. Is that going to be enough to win? I mean, only time will tell. We don't know. But like you mentioned, they're not going to come in there saying, I just hope we keep it close. They're going in there to win. And that's the difference from, you know, years past. Yeah. And I think uh, in years past, they might have gone into a situation going – we're going there to win, but I don't know if they believe they could win. I don't know if they believe they had enough to win. It was almost like, if we play perfectly, we got a chance. Hmm. And that's a tough way to play. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's just, you, no game is perfect. Right. You know, most games in the NBA are kind of back and forth for about 44 minutes, and then the final four or five minutes of the game is where things are decided. Mm-hmm. You know, when I think they're in a position now where, They've shown they can win in those final final four and five minutes, yeah. and and doing it, you know, doing it against a Milwaukee, Cleveland, and so on on the road is different. But I see no reason why you you don't you, you go out there and not expect to win every game. You know, you know, you probably won't win every game, but I think they can go out there with the expectation of it should. You know, if they came back and said we went three and three, it I think it would be fine, but. To me, what would be would be different would be if they came back three and three and they were disappointed they weren't four and two or five and one. Mm-hmm. If they're still saying, you know what, yeah, we won at Milwaukee, at Philly, at Toronto, or we won at Detroit, New York, Cleveland, but we should have got that game in that game too. Mm-hmm. So that to me, that will signify more of a change in the personality and the culture in that locker room. If guys are mad, they're three and three. I mean, a couple of years ago. They go, they go two and four on a trip like this. They're like, hey, we got two games, y'all. Look at us. <laughs> you know, I think the I think the bar has been raised rightfully so. Yeah. And you know, yeah, they're starting to get a little attention nationally. People are actually watching the team instead of just saying random things about them. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know, you know. So I think you know, I think, and I know I talked to someone out there when I was up a couple of weeks ago. Their big concern was. What do we do when we have a losing streak again? We're, things are great now. Mm. We saw what happened. They lost three in a row. Cut it off. Go down. Win at L.A. You know, beat Chicago. You know, they 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 seem to be figuring things out on their own. So I think this is a this is a great opportunity for them. It's not a let's just survive and hold on type situation. It's a great opportunity. Yeah, for sure, for sure, man. So we'll be here. Um, essentially following the game it's not gonna be directly after but we'll we'll the next show we do is gonna be following that bucks game so we'll we'll talk about that and um yeah we'll we'll be ready for it man jay you what you working on right now man what, what, what you got out uh i got well my last stuff that came out oddly enough i did a thing on Deion sanders and his <laughs> his time at jackson state and and you know kind of how he elevate you know 
elevated the, the profile of uh, HBCUs to some people who maybe didn't pay attention to them. Let me yeah. let me ask you something real quick. Real, this is what we do sometimes. Like I said, I've been saying it all day. I'm gonna say, bro, we we podding. You know, we mm-hmm. talk, but we podding a little bit. Give me, we got we got like two and a half minutes. What's your thoughts about Coach Prime leaving? He did what any every other coach does. Is people that a good thing or a bad thing? It is. It's the business. I mean, people are saying he said this. I'm like, you don't think Brian Kelly told them kids at Notre Dame he was gonna be there for him? It was like, <laughs> oh. Peace, LSU called me. This is what happens in the business, and especially talking about a guy like Dion, who's at who's not in a, who's at an FBS school. Mm-hmm. All them guys with what five years, almost thirty mil. All them guys are jumping on that. Mm. And people say, well, Prime said he didn't need the money. Yeah, a lot of people say things. Like I said, Malik Monk said a few months ago he would stay with the Lakers for less money. It's easy to say that till you see the money. Mm. So, I mean, I I can kind of see the emotions on both sides, but I'm a cynic because I've been in this business. Just because a man says it don't mean it's true. Yeah. Like, well, Prime gave his word. Whatever. <laughs> don't mean nothing to me. This is a business. And that man wasn't going to turn down $30 million because he, he can take his son. His son going to Colorado with him. I'm pretty yeah. sure Travis Hunter jumping in that portal with him. Yeah. You know. Wow. Jumping in that portal. You he, know, he told the people of Colorado, he said, he said, I got the people coming. Yeah. If you, so, if yeah. you want to get in the portal, go ahead and do what you got to do because I got some people coming. I, yeah. I, underst- I understand the business of it. Mm-hmm. I also understand the emotion of it. And, you know, I didn't go to HBCU or anything like that. But Me neither. They're, they're, they're near and dear to my heart. And, you know, I kind of I kind of bought in when he was like, yo, I'm going to come in here and make the HBCUs relevant and great again. I, I bought in. I bought in. And uh, <laughs> first chance he got. He got up out of there. I'll say this, though. He did bring a lot of attention. Mm-hmm. He got some guys, some looks, some combine looks that may not have gotten them. Mm-hmm. He did. I mean, I, there's a there's people who were saying the argument as well. He needed the HBCUs as much as you know. He needed them, and he pimped them, and he used them. I was like, "Yeah, he needed them. He needed the, he needed a chance to cut." Co- I mean, he, you know, but let's not act as if Dion didn't bring a lot of attention that would not have been brought, even if it was even if it was, if it was me coaching them and they went eleven and zero, twelve and zero. No one's paying attention the way they are when it's Dion doing it, and right. so maybe he sets the next guy up for a chance to kind of you know who know I don't know what's going to happen, but. I can't. Be, I, I'm not gonna count another man's money, so mm-hmm. I, I'm not gonna begrudge a man for for getting way more money than you. I, I, you know, because put it this way: if if Company X offered me like triple whatever I'm making, <laughs> you're gonna say, you know what though? I really like the people though. When I told, no, I'm gonna get my money. You told the kids at the athletic that you were here. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, this is a business, and the in the way the college football game has changed. Like I said. This ain't like when we was in college where you transfer, you got to sit out a year and all that. Mm-hmm. These kids gonna jump in that port. You know, the good ones who can play for them at Colorado, they'll be there with them. Yeah. And with these NIL deals and all that, someone would gladly play for they, for Travis Hunter's mama and them to come to Colorado and watch games. Yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be all right. And I just never believed Dion would be there forever. I mean, my, I have a friend who was like, maybe he'll be the next Eddie Robinson. I'm like that ain't Dion. Hmm. I said maybe Eddie Robinson Jr. No relation at Alabama State will be that dude. 
mm-hmm. but that ain't Dion. We yeah. it's you Dion. Ain't, he ain't swag. I'm swag. You ain't. Yeah. Swag. And Dion was like, okay, I'll be swag and sell some merch, and then <laughs> I'm still gonna bounce. I mean, it's I'm I, I, like I said, I'm a cynic. I never expected him to stay five, ten, fifteen. I didn't expect it, mm-hmm. so I'm cool. Yeah. Well, well I, I, hope, gonna... I hope Cal beats him next season, though. Well, I don't know. I don't, I don't, we I don't lose know. guys in that portal too. No. That's the other thing. I didn't want him to go to Colorado. Colorado seems like a, I know he's gonna try and turn it up and all this other stuff, and it's, it's gonna be Coach Prime in the building. It seems like a boring place to have Coach Prime. Boulder, yeah, Boulder, Colorado. But, but hey, if if hey, you'd be looking at college football. Would you have ever said you want to hang out in Tuscaloosa or some of these other places? I mean, like I for said, you for reasons. No, I don't think I want to hang out. <laughs> yeah, you know, you win, you you win, it makes all the difference. And like I said, the way they talk about this portal, Dion gonna have talent next season. He's gonna have talent. So I'm like, and their one win this season was against Cal. So sports hates me in 2020. Sports are kicking my ass this this, this year. The Raiders might run the table and make the playoffs though. If they do, I got to apologize to Josh McDaniels and everything I've said about him, even though it was true. <laughs> no doubt, man. Jason Jones of The Athletic. Find him at IG, Mr. Jones LBC on Twitter. Mr. Underscore. Or Jason Jones. Jason Jones. Because they, they stole every version of my name. Yeah, it's cold game. Cold game. And McKinney Caraway, Twitter and Instagram, at IMK Diddy. And you can check me out, D-Lo and KC. 12 to 4 every Monday through Friday on ESPN 1320 out here in Sacramento. And uh yeah, Jay, we'll be back on uh on Wednesday, man. Yep, we'll be back. All right, holla. Or right, maybe Cal will win a game by then. I don't know. <laughs>